You obviously know Kung Fu. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Elaine Uy. I am an actor in L.A. I'll be starring in a movie called The Paper Tigers and also in an upcoming series on Hulu, Marvel's Hellstrom. And you are listening to Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast. Welcome to the Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast. Adjust your speaker box, sit back, relax, and remember, your Kung Fu may be good, but mine is better. <laughs> Joining me today, bright and early from L.A., actor, producer, director, third-degree black belt in Taekwondo. Uh, you've seen him in The Passage, The Morning Show, soon to be in the upcoming Marvel TV series, Hellstrom, and in a kung fu comedy called The Paper Tigers, Elaine Oi, Elaine, thank you so much for joining the Kung Fu Drive-In podcast today. Thanks for having me, man. It's great to have you. I'm looking forward to uh, a lot of the work that you have coming up. But uh, first off, how are you holding up uh, in all of this COVID-19 craziness? Oh, boy. Uh... <laughs> I'm good. I'm really, I'm actually really good. I'm sort of a recluse anyway. So (laughs) this kind of fits my, my MO. Uh, But I've been good. I've been sort of navigating my way through homeschooling with a, with our little five-year-old here. Nice. And uh, just learning to cook more stuff, you know, like I I did a, I did my own cauliflower gnocchi uh, the other day with cashew cheese and truffle. I'm proud of that thing. Wow. Um, but just learning, yeah, just trying to do home repair stuff and just writing and keeping busy, man. Yeah. Is that the kind of stuff that you're, you're using to fill your days? I know because uh, actors um, have a bunch of stuff going on all the time. So now that you're home, what what kind of things are you doing to uh, occupy your time? Oh, I do a lot of things. Like I just sit there and contemplate <laughs> what I'm going to do for the next eight hours, you know, <laughs> cry a little bit. And then, you know, just uh, stress out about like, okay, am I am I going to let my son watch YouTube for three hours while I sit here and figure things out? No, yeah, I, I, uh, you know, I fill my days with, you know, trying to do things and then and then sometimes being successful at it and sometimes not. Actually, most of the times I'm not successful at doing the things I want to do. That's clearly a lie since you are successful. So, <laughs> Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate that. Well, you recently released a, a reaction video to the teaser for the Paper Tigers, which I'm excited about. I, I've had a few of your Paper Tigers colleagues on. So can you tell us uh, what went through your head as you watched it? Because you were uh, enthusiastic, to say the least. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. Like I've seen previous iterations of, of the, the sizzle or the teaser. Um, Bao and the team visited me in Vancouver while they were trying to do post-production over there. And they showed me like a longer version of it. So I I'm, I, I kind of knew what was coming in, in some aspects, but I think I was really excited to watch it more for the anticipation of what people's reactions might be. And so that's why I was kind of messing around a little bit. And, you know, I watch a ton of reaction videos. That's kind of like my YouTube (laughs) abyss kind of thing. And, and, you know, that was the first time I ever did anything like that. So it was kind of funny to do a reaction video uh, for the first time. But yeah, I was, I was excited. I was nervous, you know, like anything else, uh, when you do projects, you know, specifically, particularly the last two, 
with Marvel's uh, Hellstrom and, and this one, I hadn't seen much of anything, uh, no dailies or anything like that. So it was, you know, it's always good to see or, you know, nervous. You get nervous to see what might, what, what you might have shot. Yeah. And so it was fun. It was really, really fun um, to, to watch it. I actually watched it a ton of times right afterwards. And, <laughs> and then I called in my son and he was like, Dad, you know Kung Fu? I'm like, yeah, boy. <laughs> I know Kung Fu. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, I've talked about the film uh, quite a bit uh, since it uh, first uh, was announced a year ago, I guess, or so. Yeah. It's an indie feature. It's got a lot going for it, though, in terms of message and relevance. Mm -hmm. What is your take on the film? Well, I actually did my homework, too, man. I I listened to UG's little podcast that he did with you. Yeah. With Yoshi as well. Yeah. You know, they, they spoke very, very eloquently about the film. And its importance in contributing to the current conversation yeah. of what it actually means to be Asian American and uh, and the current cultural zeitgeist. I think, you know, they found and why they found it to be so unique. So the people who have not heard that particular podcast, I think you guys should certainly check that out. And and I agree with their sentiment. But what what I would probably add to that, and I think it's it's such a specifically Asian American story. And that is what's so profound to me uh, when I first kind of read through the script and kind of started working with Bao. Um, and, you know, although Kung Fu martial art films aren't singular by nature, and there's usually a multitude of stories that can be told using that genre as a vehicle to showcase, you know, a human experience. You know, I, I can't find a comp where, or at least like not to my knowledge, uh, of a film that uses the perspective uh, of a truly Asian-American experience. And, you know, my take on the film is that it's it's funny, it's charming. And, you know, there's certainly moments in the film where it will challenge the audience's perspective on cultural appropriation and life in general. But at the end of it, it's still a movie about, like, uh, a person running away from their mistakes, running away from their past, um, and not being able to face it head on. And I think that's something that's that's something that we could all relate to as human beings as all walks of life. So I, I think for me it's it's a it's a film about the Asian American experience, but also told in a way where anyone can really relate to these guys. Yeah. That whole Asian American experience given the things that are going on now, uh, in light of some mm. of the racial tension that we're experiencing, uh, did you sure. have any reservations about being part of a Kung Fu film, uh, knowing that maybe there's those stereotypes that go into it? Yeah, I think, you know, it's funny, like, when when my manager first mentioned this film to me, I think it was early last year, she said, look, I, I've got this um, casting notice for... Um, this feature, it's a Kung Fu movie. And she's like, I haven't, I hadn't seen or read the script yet, but I, 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 I don't know if this is something you'd be interested in. And that's what she kind of slowly approached me with it. And, and, you know, I, I don't know why she did that, but, but I, you know, I'm sure there's, she's kind of looking at for my own best interest as well. But of course, I mean, there, there is some, some reservation about doing a martial arts movie um, you, you know, given the fact that you know, there's always a worry of perpetuating this whole stereotype of Asians in martial arts. But uh, I mean, I'm sure I'm a lot of people out there who are Asian and grew up in that era, you know, how, how many how many times they were called Bruce Lee or Jack Chan or 
whatever it is. You know, but it's funny because like the older you get, the more you realize, you know what? Bruce Lee and Jackie Chan are pretty badass. So maybe yeah. that comparison isn't <laughs> so bad. But yeah, I mean, I had reservations for sure. But, you know, it's funny because if I'm being honest, the reservation wasn't really about doing martial arts, but rather my current condition of doing <laughs> martial arts. I hadn't done it in so long that I was worried about like, okay, am I going to really embarrass myself? <laughs> but yeah, you know, but okay. But if I'm being honest, like, I mean, if I'm being serious here for a second, I think, I think, um, you know, of course, as an actor, you want to be able to find a truth in every project and that you have a privilege of being a part of. So not having read the script at that point, you know, certainly gave me pause because you just don't know. You don't know if the story has any integrity. Um, but having read the sides and the breakdown that was put out, you know, you kind of fish through it and you realize maybe there is a different, maybe this is a little different than from whatever preconceptions that I might have had at that point. And that, you know, maybe Bao had written something that had heart and, and it's, you know, things that we look for as an actor or as actors and storytellers. And, yeah, I, I think, you know, having finally read the script, you know, at the early beginnings that, like, you know, you, you realize that it, it really has a distinct voice and the perspective that that I spoke about earlier um, about Asian-American stories and experiences. So, yeah. Yeah. Was there a moment when you were reading the script or, or meeting uh, with Bao or, or any of the other producers where you thought, yeah, this is worthwhile. This is something that I need to get involved with? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at first, you know, I'm always you're, you're still reticent in terms of just jumping into something and, you know, you have to protect your own, like I said, integrity of us as a storyteller. But, you know, the more you talk to Bao, the more you start to realize his vision of the film and what he thinks it's going to be. You know, I asked him a ton of questions about like, what, what are some of the comps out there that you see this film being? And, you know, some of the things he mentioned were, were interesting to me. I think he one time he mentioned it was kind of like a Shaun of the Dead, but for Kung Fu. <laughs> and I was immediately just went, oh, shit. Yeah, I could totally see that direction. Um, you know, and he also talked about how it's basically grumpy old men um, just <laughs> trying to navigate their way through, you know, life as middle aged men. You know, and, and, I, and I, that's something I relate to. I go, yeah, I, I get it. So, yeah, there's. There, there's there was those moments during the casting process and those meetings with with bow that you go okay uh, I, this is very this is distinct and unique and and i'm i'm, I'm here for it nice uh, now hold on are you even middle-aged mm. <laughs> for the purpose of the for the purposes of this movie yes i'm middle-aged <laughs> look i i uh I'm middle aged enough. How's yeah, that? Okay. <laughs> I, I'm middle aged adjacent. Well, um, you can you can always use that Asian don't raisin stereotype. <laughs> yeah, I I'll I'll go with that. I'll go with that. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm a you know it's funny like the character Danny and I'm sure we'll get into it. He's a he's a single father of a I think he's ten and you know I have a son who's five so it's not too far off. Yeah. from from that experience. Yeah, well, let's talk more about him then. What is his story, uh, and what did you bring uh, to that character to to make him come alive? Uh, I brought um, this belly that I was trying to eat donuts. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. Uh, Danny, God, Danny, Danny, Danny. It's been a while. Um, well, I think that. Well, first, let's just be clear that there, there's various iterations of Danny in this story. Mm -hmm. 
you know, but the Danny we meet, the Danny I play is a middle-aged man, single father, like I said, uh, and he's just kind of getting through life without fucking up more than he has. Um, <laughs> he's sort of a non-confrontational type and, you know, just trying to kind of live down his past. And, and you know, Yoshi plays the younger, rambunctious version of Danny, and you could kind of see how diametrically opposed the Danny I play and the Danny he plays. And you could kind of, you know, as an audience, you, you, you will question like, well, how did this Danny become this other Danny? And um, so in, in some ways, the story is about that, about my version of Danny reconciling with everything that's happened in the past and why he ran away from that. And so when everything catches up to him, you know, when he eventually learns that his old Sifu, played by the illustrious uh, Roger Yuan, uh, was murdered and now has to face everything that he's been running away from, I think that that's, in a nutshell, what Danny's story is about. Um, as far as what I brought into breathing life into Danny, I think really just as an actor, you always try to find the truth in everything and you know, you want to serve the story. You look at it and say to yourself, okay, so what's motivating this guy from running away from his past? And when I look at my own story, uh, you'll see, at least for me, I'll see a lot of examples in my own life where I've shown you know, my own cowardice, my own hubris, and my reluctance to really look at myself in the mirror. And, and, and I think that's, for the most part, what I brought is that sort of perspective and that sort of uh, subtle nuance and, and, you know, the the whole job as an actor is to breathe life into it, to make, make it relatable in some way and make it human. And, and I hope that I did a good, a good enough job for audiences to go, Hey, you know, I, I can, I can relate to that guy. So yeah. Oh, and of course my very, very rusty martial <laughs> arts skills, which kind of lends itself to the, <laughs> the whole premise of the of the movie. Uh, that's a big part of it, right? The the middle aged uh, guys uh, that are rusty on their their martial arts. Um, but um, I, I wrote this down that when we were uh, doing research. But uh, you're you're Filipino and you're Chinese. You have a black belt in the Korean martial arts, so you are kind of this whole Asian diaspora. <laughs> um, so what is your background in martial arts, though? Well, you see, my son, I was a kung. No. I'm <laughs> No, my, my background in martial arts was just that. It was just that Korean martial arts it was Taekwondo. Yeah. And uh, I think at one point, I will probably say I was nationally ranked. Wow. Um, for a brief moment as an 11-year-old. But n not not for like the fighting stuff, just for the forms. Sure. <laughs> the performance aspect of martial arts. Uh, because I was really, as a kid, I was really into mov movement and, 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 and wasn't really into the actual functionality of martial arts, you know, the whole d defense stuff or defensive machinations of it. But, you know, I, I, I that was it. I, you know, I actually eventually moved into dance uh, as a discipline. Oh, cool. <laughs> because like I said, I had more, ap a bigger appetite for forms uh, of, of movement and choreo. So, yeah, that's kind of my background in, in uh, martial arts. So by the time that you were moving into acting was uh was that martial arts ever something that you kind of had in your back pocket and said hey you know just in case i i, I can do some martial arts 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, when you're, when you're coming up, you you, it's like any other resume, right? You kind of fill in as much as you can. You want to embellish a little, <laughs> a little bit. Uh, but yeah, this is the one thing that I did not embellish, which which was this background in in uh, martial arts, and it it certainly was something that I added to the quiver, in in, in that aspect. And you know, it's funny. The first, if I could, if I could. Uh, share an anecdote really quick. Yeah. Uh, you know, as I said, I, I listened to that podcast with Yoshi and, and I actually have never met Yoshi in person. Oh, no we kidding. Kind of. Yeah. We've, we've gone back and forth through texts and through DMS and stuff like that. And, you know, we've been meaning to meet up, but, uh, this is a story that I actually wanted to share with him and I'll share it with you guys. He talks about in your podcast about his martial arts experience and some of his interests, but in 2002, I tested for the Power Rangers Wild Force as the Blue Ranger. <laughs> right. And it was between uh, it, the character was the Blue Shark Ranger, I, I remember. And it was it was between me and my friend, Philip Jean-Marie. And as luck would have it, I, I didn't get the part. And Philip did. And he did a great job. But so, yeah, at, at some point, I could have been part of the whole Blue Ranger lineage. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and I, I thought that was kind of funny. It was, you know, we, we didn't get a chance to I, I didn't get a chance to be part of that uh, that sort of storyline with him. But uh, I just thought it would be, you know, really interesting. But, yeah, I think that that's probably the only role that I ever really came close to getting that would have used my martial arts background uh, aside from what I did with paper tigers. Everything else has been purely acting and that would have been wild. That would have been very cool. <laughs> I know. Right. It would have been really interesting. It would have been a fun story. I'm like, look, look at these guys. They play the same character. They, they at some point played, uh, a, a different versions of, of the, the blue ranger. <laughs> so you have martial arts then, and you have dance. Yeah. So movement is a, uh, is a huge part of your, your skill set. Uh, how often do you get to use that now though? Do you still, train do you still dance do you still um work that out as you're you know staying in shape and things like that i do i do i i try as as best as i can to maintain that kind of discipline or at least try to be as as um current as possible so what i do now is i go on tiktok and i learn those <laughs> dance moves <laughs> Oh man, those dance moves, man! You just you just watch these people, and you're like, man, this is crazy. So many challenges to to hack through. Um, <laughs> no, I, I uh, yeah, movement is, I like I said, I I, I there's so many projects that um, that I've auditioned for in the past for dance, more so than martial arts, um, and so it's something that I love. I love music. I love you know, the art of, of dance and movement. So yeah, it's certainly something that I've, I've tried to maintain throughout the years. And as far as martial arts go, I, you know, I'll be honest, like I panicked when, <laughs> when, uh, they asked me to, <laughs> to do a movement uh, audition for, uh, for paper tigers. And, uh, I, they literally gave me a list of like certain moves to, to emulate and and uh and you know bao sent like links of these kung fu masters and i'm like holy fuck how am i <laughs> what like you really want me to do what like okay and then i replied back to my manager i'm like there's just no fucking way i'm gonna be able to do this 
And then, and then, you know, Bao, and she relayed that to Bao, and Bao was like, you know, no, it's actually going to fit what we're looking for. <laughs> so, so yeah, but it's funny, like, ever since, uh, you know, those rehearsals with Kenny and Carrie, I've tried to maintain a lot of those uh, exercises since. So, you know, I even tried while I was in Vancouver to look for a stunt like someplace to sort of practice stunts and learning more of the fight sequences because I, I, you know, I really forgot how fun that, that aspect of acting was uh, and, and that type of movement. So, you know, my muscles were starting to go, Oh, Hey, I kind of remember this. This is fun. And, and so, yeah. Um, ever since that, I've been, I've been trying to maintain that. Oh, that's cool. Uh, Cause uh, I know Ken Kitagua and uh, Roger Yuan, I mean, they're legit martial arts so yes yeah. oh my god yes <laughs> it's frightening how good those guys are that's cool and that's that's why it was sort of a privilege to work to be working under kenny and really to fight him <laughs> i mean it's uh you know what can i say it's 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 been it's been a blast uh working on that project well how rusty was rusty though when you started oh my god um well you know like anything else like you I'm I'm kind of in some shape, so yeah. I'm, I'm not too, you know, I, I I don't get winded or anything like that. But it was really just remembering the the, or, or at least understanding your limitations. How's yeah. that? Because yeah. you can remember what those movements are, but you know your body might not react to it. So it's just really having your mind or your body catch up to your mind, um, and understanding what those things are or what the connections might be. So rusty, rusty in the sense of like scale to one to 10 and rusty being like, holy shit, you shouldn't even doing this, be doing this kind of thing. <laughs> I would probably be right in the middle, like okay. maybe six or seven. So yeah, I, I think at some point when the DVD comes out for this thing, I'm sure, you know, they'll, they'll put some of those audition tapes in there and be like, Oh, look at this guy. Look at, the, look at this guy trying to, do those kicks and punches and yeah it's uh but yeah it's passable i would say it was passable oh cool well I, I'll, I'll i'll tell you this one thing like um i remember kenny uh, you know behind the scenes we were talking and i, I told him i'm like you must have laughed when you saw that <laughs> audition tape and then and then uh kenny was like yeah you know bow came up to me and said yo i, we, I think we found our danny um, he's really good. He's such a, you know, he was heaping praises on me as an actor. And then Kenny's like, yeah, but how can he, uh, is he good at fighting? And then Bao was like, well, you should see his audition tape. <laughs> and then Kenny was like, well, I thought we were doing a Kung Fu movie. Like we, this guy has to know his shit. And then Danny, uh, uh, Bao was like, no, 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 but it'll fit right into the story. And, and, and then, uh, when, when Kenny finally saw my audition tape. He was like, "Yeah, he's not very good, but yeah, there's some, there's something to work there. We we can make that work." <laughs> and so, I told I told Katie, I'm like, "Yeah, I'm so glad that you kind of approved that because I'm sure if you would have said like, oh, this guy sucks, I'm sure I would not have gotten it.' So thank you. <laughs> well, so then you haven't seen the the final product yet of of your fight scenes or anything like that. No, I oh. haven't seen that, and, and frankly, I'm I'm, I'm thankful <laughs> that I haven't seen it. I'd be like, oh shit. There's got to be this big um, climax, right, where you you whip out some serious kung fu and uh, and do some damage. So uh, that's got to be exciting to uh, to be <laughs> looking forward to. Absolutely, I, I uh, I'm very excited about that. That that ending sequence, uh, you know, 
I, I, without being too spoilery, I yeah. think is is something to behold. Nice. I think it's 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 fun. It's funny and it's fun. You know, it's kind of it's it's all within the whole uh, core of the film and how it all plays out. And so, uh, yeah, I think the audiences are going to really enjoy the the not, not the ending, but also the entire movie. Very cool. I'm actually really looking forward to this film because I am that middle-aged uh, Asian uh, martial arts wannabe. So <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. No, I'm sure it'll be fun. You're our target audience. This is great. <laughs> Well, let's go to the to the Filipino side of things for a second because you got to sure. do something which I thought was really cool uh, in the show Grimm, mm. where you got to play the first Filipino folklore monster on mainstream American TV. Is that is that oh. real? Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. That was uh, wow. I you know it, it was it was extremely significant and really humbling for me to be a part of that. Um, you know, I had the pleasure of working with the. The extreme, ex- extremely talented, and and I wanted to stress that talented Tess Paris um, as my my co-star in that uh, that storyline, and of course with the legendary Reggie Lee, um, and it was a huge responsibility that we all kind of had, and and in sharing a piece of our cultural folklore to like a wider audience, but and and it wasn't just myself. Uh, Tess and Reggie who should be applauded for doing something like that it was really at the hands of the writer Michael Galamco mm. who's Filipino nice. um, and none of that none of it would have been possible had it not been for him championing that cause as well as like the the executive producer over there at Graham Norberto Barba and it was sort of a collective effort but yeah that was like the first you know time on uh, the Aswang was ever part of the cultural or, or the mainstream uh, Hollywood, uh, I don't know, for the lack of a better word, you know, film and television. Yeah. I just remember getting calls from my cousins in the Philippines going, oh, my God, this is so <laughs> crazy. We're watching you. And this is amazing that that everyone's like speaking English. And it's you, you guys are talking about us. And, it, you know, it's it was a uh, it was definitely overwhelming. The response. From the community, yeah, that's cool. Uh, the uh, the aswang for me as a kid was uh, was a big deal. Uh, remembering, sure, yeah, yeah, just uh, that was one of the major scare points that uh, the parents used if you didn't do something correctly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I remember getting freaked out when they would watch those old scary aswang movies yeah. in the Philippines. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what the fuck are we watching? I don't want to watch this. This is crazy. <laughs> Uh, yeah. And I'm actually glad. I mean, it could, it could have also turned the other way and it could have been a duende, which would have oh, been yeah. interesting. That's cool. But, um, uh, but, but yeah, I just remember how significant the Aswang was growing up and how fucking frightening that was. Like, <laughs> God, I don't want to, I don't want to be messing around with that kind of stuff. No, so, that's yeah. awesome. That's great. And yeah. it, it is nice to see a, a part of that. Filipino folklore making it into uh, something that uh, gets a, a, a little bit more recognition in, in mainstream TV anyway. So that's cool. Good on you. Yeah. You know, it's it's funny. Like, you know, you, you think about how, you know, there's you talk about that diaspora that you mentioned in terms of, of collectively the, the different types of Asians there are. And yeah. It's very rare that you get a chance to um, tell a story that's specifically Filipino. Yep. And um the more you go through life, the more you go through this career, the more you go through this industry, the more 
especially currently now, you start to kind of mine for those you know, things that are specific like that because it's so rich. It's The culture is so rich. Yeah. There's so many stories to tell. There's so many perspectives to tell. And so I'm glad, you know, folks like Michael Glomko and, 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 and everyone else, all those uh, indie, indie filmmakers out there are starting to really mine their culture. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a, a pretty good time for... Asians in cinema, it, it, there's still a lot of work to do, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's 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 a good time with things like Crazy Rich Asians and yeah. and, and shows on Netflix. So you know, uh, if uh, if the creators are there and uh, people like you are there to champion it, uh, you know, the the future's bright. Sure, yeah, absolutely, and I'm excited for it. I'm here for it. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here for all of it. <laughs> nice. Well, yeah. Uh, from the Aswang uh, into the Marvel uh, universe, you're going to be one of the lead characters in the upcoming Marvel series on Hulu, Hellstrom. And uh, we were talking before the show, but I am a Marvel alum, so I'm always eager to see how uh, some of those characters that I worked on way back when uh, come to life. So tell me about your role in uh, one of the characters that I really enjoyed w- during my time at Marvel, Hellstrom. So you, wow, you worked on Hellstrom. That's amazing. I worked on the comic book versions of Hellstrom. Yeah. So yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was, um, uh, you know, as a Filipino, as a, a good Catholic, uh, Hellstrom and Satan and all of that <laughs> stuff is is both frightening and intriguing beyond belief, right? So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, indeed, indeed. It's funny because like, you know, yeah, I uh, when I, yeah, culturally speaking, let's talk about that for a second. It yeah. was, um. <laughs> The, there's like a third rail in Filipino cinema where you don't talk about religion, right? And in and, and, and that aspect, in terms of uh, putting into like bringing that into your home, right? That sort of horror kind of thing. So like, yeah, Satan and all that stuff is pretty <laughs> insane. So um, anyway, uh, yeah, I, the yeah Marvel Hellstrom crazy. We were in Vancouver for a while. A long time shooting this thing, um, but it's it's a little different from. Uh, there, first of all, I want to say that there's not much I can say yeah. about this particular project, and and I I could only really just reiterate some of the things that's kind of out there already. Sure, and maybe share a few nuggets here and there, but um, but for the most part, it's Hellstrom is about uh, two siblings um, that that are reconciling their differences uh and it's uh it's damien hellstrom and anna hellstrom and they are dealing with their family and i think some things i've sort of said in the in recent press junkets and people asking about it is that it's it's really about uh transgenerational trauma Mm. for the most part and and in dealing with that um sure there's the element of the sort of supernatural um, superhero, you know, it's very Marvel in that aspect, but you know, the way they adapted the comic book to make it uh, serialized, I think they did a fantastic job of doing it. And, and as as far as my character, I actually play the, the surrogate brother of Anna Hellstrom. And, you know, we, we grew up together and uh, we created uh, a life together, a professional life together. And uh, and that's, the character's name is Chris Yen. He's actually not in the comic books, mm-hmm. but um, you know, it's, it's an original character that they created specifically for the show. And so I had a lot of fun, you know, diving into that world and learning as I went 
uh, as far as what the world was. Um, but it was so much fun building that character and 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 creating those relationships with uh, the other characters as well. And, and yeah. to be clear, you're a series regular, right? Yes, I'm a series regular on that show. Yeah. That's great. Um, yeah, yeah. Now, that show, though, uh, must have been a little bit on edge there for a, a time when uh, Marvel TV kind of dissolved. And then, and then of course, COVID-19 hit. So uh, I wasn't sure what was going to happen with, with all of that stuff. But um, w- was that tension palpable to you guys when you were, were, when you were making it? Because I don't know exactly around what time Marvel TV decided to go away. So Yeah, I mean... I, I don't think the the tension. I don't think there was much tension, so to so to speak. It was more, you know, you hear like anything else. You're human, so you you read things. Um, so of course, for my own personal uh, experience, uh, you know, there was some worry. Uh, but you know, for the most part, we just we were shielded from a lot of that. We kind of just kept pushing along and kept moving forward and and kept working. Um, yeah, so we were really fortunate. Uh, to wrap up uh, before the pandemic kind of shut everything down. Yeah, and I actually got I actually got reprimanded by the the Marvel folks as I posted something uh, posted something up saying, "Hey, we finished," kind of thing, and they were like, "Ah, take that down because you're not we're not supposed to share anything." <laughs> so I was like, "Oh shit, sorry." Um, but um, but yeah, the experience was was a lot of fun, and you're right. I mean, there's there was there's been a lot of movement. Uh, with the two entities, Marvel Studios and Marvel TV. And, uh, you know, we've been getting some great feedback from both camps between Hulu and Marvel. So, I mean, I'm like everybody else, I'm a fan. And so I want to be able to see this come to come to light. And it's going to be, you know, the 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 unfortunate part is that we didn't get to go to Comic-Con this year yeah, because of it, uh, to promote it. And I was really, really looking forward to that. It was kind of, you know, the minute I signed on to do this, you know, in the contract, it said some things about like press and being able to do Comic-Con in San Diego. And I was like, whoa, that's going to be so much fun. <laughs> and not being able to do that was sort of uh, not so fun. But uh, but I'm, I am really excited for everyone to to see what we worked on. And uh, I was fortunate enough to see uh, a sizzle reel before we wrapped. And I was blown away by not only the visuals, but like the acting. I think everyone's going to be really um, happy and, and surprised by the cast that they put together. And I'm not tooting my own horn. I'm, I'm not talking about myself. I'm talking about, you know, Sydney Lemon, who plays Anna, uh, Tom Austin, who plays Damon, and uh, Eliz- oh my God, Elizabeth Marvel. Who plays Victoria uh, Hellstrom? It's it's phenomenal the work that they do there or that they did, and it's it was it was a privilege to be adjacent to that and to kind of learn from them as I went. And you know, like anything else, as an actor, you just that's all you want to do is keep growing and to be around people who who take the work seriously. And and you know, it's funny because I went from the Paper Tigers straight into shooting the Hellstrom thing. And I, I've been really fortunate because with the Paper Tigers, to go back to that for a second, to be able to work with Ron and Mikhail and, and to be a team. And, and you know, it, it was such a fun, vibrant experience. 
because we looked out for each other as actors. You know, you learn really quickly in on indie films that they're really difficult to make uh, because you don't have the luxuries that a big production might have. But having big productions, sometimes you're kind of you kind of sequester yourself away from cast and you don't create that family environment. And so on that indie, we really created this bubble, this, you know, family unit between Mikhail, myself and Ron, that it really lends itself to the story. And we, by the end of it, we were, we became brothers and, and taking that experience and moving it into the cast with Hellstrom and and trying to uh, organically create that with our cast worked out perfectly and and you know having that kind of chemistry with the people that you work with you know I everyone on that cast will tell you up and down that we had so much fun working with each other um, and and I think it's really going to translate onto onto the screen. Oh, that's cool. Uh, and I agree. I think when casts have that uh, genuine camaraderie, that definitely translates well, uh, especially when when you know that these guys are, are actually friends. So I think that will come out really great on screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I honestly can't wait to post BTS clips of both <laughs> the paper tigers and the, the shenanigans that were happening behind the scenes and uh, Hellstrom. I, I think you'll you'll get to see you'll get a chance to see how fun that set was and how exciting it would be to get a second season. So hopefully everybody out there watches it. Very cool. So and, what uh, is there a is there a release date for it yet? Not yet. Not okay. yet. We we I know nothing. I know as much as you guys at this point in okay. terms of what uh, when it's coming out and everything else. I think there were talks about having it release. Uh, you know, third quarter of this year, but with the whole pandemic thing, I'm sure that's got pushed back. Yeah. So, okay. uh, yeah. So you've done Kung Fu films, you've done some monster movies, you've done some, you're, you've dipped your toe into Marvel now. <laughs> what yeah. else is there to conquer? <laughs> what else is there to conquer? You know, I, I, uh, so many things. I have so many goals. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think, uh, I'm I'm excited, man. I'm excited for what's to come. You know, you talk about you, you talked earlier about Crazy Rich Asians and and that impact it has or it has had on the the industry. You know, going back really quick, I you know, I'm excited for Shang Chi. I think I'm, yeah. that's gonna be amazing. Yeah. And I think that's gonna be massive. I'm I'm just having the prospect of that movie and the potential impact it might have in our respective community. I think that's something we should all be sort of excited for. And, you know, with Simu in it, he's going to be fantastic. And I'm really interested to see what the director, I, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Is it Destin? I think it's Destin, Destin. Cretton, right? Yeah, Destin Cretton. I'm really curious to see what he he does with that. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm encouraged by everything that's been happening. Um, and I actually can see everything. Uh, I could see firsthand how crazy rich Asians has impacted and the, the, the casting process and everything else. Like you see it, you, you, you see it 100%. Um, and getting, ch uh, you know, being able to have a chance to collaborate with other creators, I think is really the byproduct that I think we should all be proud of or be excited about because 
you know, like I, like in the past, you don't get a chance to really work with with showrunners and writers and being able to showcase your talent and be able to have off camera conversations with them about your culture. I think is 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 important. Yeah, and you know, having conversations, sharing stories is what's really gonna be able to break this thing open for everybody. And I think. Um, you know that's what really I'm excited about. Qu- quick, quick story that yeah. you just brought me. I uh, just realized um, I did the show, The Passage, mm-hmm. and the showrunner Liz Heldens and I really got along really well. And uh, he, there's another writer that was on staff that you know he's amazing too. He's Filipino. His name is Dennis Aldua. Um, you know, she reached out to me, and this is like I said, this is an example of working with people and sharing stories with people and how that affects them. Um, Liz Heldens came up to me or texted me during the summer, right before I I was doing Paper Tigers. And she said, look, I'm working on this project where it's about dance. And one of the characters is I'm writing it to be Filipino. Um, And it's, I think it's called the big leap now. I think it's a pilot that got greenlit and, and, you know, she, we had a coffee and she started asking me questions about dance and my perspective uh, on that, obviously, but also the Filipino culture yeah, and what that's like and, and how I, th- I I'm hoping, and I think Dennis Aldua really was integral in that part too, uh, because they work hand in hand. And I think things like that, I think is, is important to tell those stories, to tell, share those stories. Uh, and I, you know, it's, it's such a marvel to see, no pun intended, marvel <laughs> to see, um, the growth and everything. So yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for all the actors out there and all the filmmakers and all the content creators and creatives. That's fantastic. To see what they, they come up with. Yeah. Yeah. That's you know? awesome. That's awesome. You're, you're, uh, you're getting involved with some great stuff. So good for you. Thanks man. Thank you. <laughs> All right, uh, I've kept you quite a while, so let's do a lightning round. Okay, go for it. All right, you ready? I think so. First thing that comes to your mind, uh, Balut, yes or no? Of course, yes, come on. <laughs> no no Filipino should say no to that. <laughs> uh, when's the last time you had it? It's like, you're, it's, like, it's like your aunt. Do you speak Tagalog? <laughs> of course, if you don't speak Tagalog, then I, you're not a Filipino. Oh, that's very you know? good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've got a lot of aunts, man. <laughs> nice. Well, Filipinos, everybody's an aunt. <laughs> yeah, that, facts, facts, yeah. indeed, yeah. All right, uh, next question then. Um, uh, being a dancer, how's your tinikling? Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. This is where I should, people should revoke my uh, my Filipino card. I, 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 my, 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 my ankles will be smashed. Uh, Good enough. Yeah. All right, uh, what streaming service is getting the most love in your house right now? Ooh, uh, YouTube. Nice. YouTube for kids, because my son watches the crap out of that thing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, who's the best dancer in the Paper Tigers cast? Oh, come on, bro. Is that <laughs> even a question? <laughs> Bow. Oh, Bow's really? The best dancer. <laughs> no, I just said that to kind of put him on the spot. That's so that if funny. Someone sees him, hey, I, I, I listened to this podcast. I heard you're a great dancer. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, and you know what? I'll dance around that and say, yeah, bow, bow. Nice, I'll, I'll, nice. I'll, 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 I'll say bow. Uh, how about the best singer? 
Ooh, best singer. You know, <laughs> Mikhail thinks he's a good singer. Oh. So I'll, 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 I'll put that in there. <laughs> Ron, Ron thinks he's got this Barry, like Barry White voice and sing. Oh, God. Yeah, like I said, I have so many behind the scenes footage of us in the trailer playing every music imaginable and us singing and dancing to it. So oh, it's, awesome. It's, it's a lot of fun. Awesome, awesome, awesome. All right, cool. Uh, what's the first restaurant you're going to visit once COVID-19 is all over? Shit. Um, <laughs> fuck. Bestia, probably. Cool. In LA. It's an Italian place. And Felix. Nice. God, it's so good. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, last question is a trick question. So hopefully you think about it and get, you get it right. But what's your favorite podcast about kung fu, martial arts, and cinema and TV, and, and now the Paper Tigers and Marvel's Hellstrom? Oh, come on. The only one, the only <laughs> podcast out there that's worth listening to is the Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast. Nice, nice. <laughs> easy, easy answer. Nice. <laughs> Thank you. All right, so what else is in the works for you once uh, once you're ready to get back in there after this whole madness is done? I have a roof to to fix. That's <laughs> next okay. in my project. No, I, I, uh, I'm developing a few... Uh, stories uh with my manager um that i think is going to be pretty amazing um i'm writing okay there's a lot of things that that are outside of acting um that i i'm taking to at this point because i'm kind of contracted by marvel at this point i can't really do much sure so it's a lot of these sort of shorts that i'm working on visual stories so that's that's it cool all right, uh, where can my audience go to follow you on uh, all your newest adventures then? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at uh, my name, A-L-A-I-N Uy, Elaine Uy, and on Twitter at the Elaine Uy. Cool. Well, now that you have uh, martial arts and Marvel in your background, maybe Shang-Chi 2 is in the works. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you imagine if, <laughs> if my character uh, floats around the universe like that? That'd be awesome to... to to be a part of that yeah no, that and you never cool. know you never know you never know i've done my research with this character man i'm like oh this guy could float around potentially nice. that's yeah, cool we'll see that's we'll cool see. <laughs> elaine thank you so much for joining me today uh best of luck with everything you have going on uh you have some awesome energy and uh i i hope uh paper tigers comes out soon i hope uh marvel's hellstrom comes out really soon and uh and once COVID-19 is all done, I hope to see much more of your work uh, sooner rather than later. So thank you again for taking some time out to talk. No, thank you, man. Thank, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Huge thanks to Elaine Uy for hanging out and talking to Paper Tigers and Hellstrom with me. Two projects I'm very much looking forward to. The teaser trailer for the Paper Tigers is out right now. So if you follow Elaine or me on social media, you're sure to catch it there. It looks like a fun, funny kung fu comedy, so keep an eye out for that soon. Best of luck to Elaine on all his future projects as well. He's a cool guy doing some really cool work, so mark him down as someone to watch. You can follow Elaine on Instagram and Twitter. His reaction video is on Facebook as well. And I'll post those links in the show notes, so give him a follow and let him know that you heard him here on the Kung Fu Driving Podcast. Give me a follow as well on all my socials. And if it's your first time here, thank you and welcome. I do hope you enjoy your stay because only the brightest stars shine at the drive-in. Until next time, Poison Clan. Peace. Poison Clan rocks the world. Welcome to the tea house, ready for some action. Drink a little wine and get it drunk in 
and the fighting ha This time it's war We smash the place up with a dragon claws We walk into the tea house ready for some action Drink a little wine and get a drunk and then the fighting ha this time it's war, we smash the place up with a dragon claws. I see the iron fisted monk before the daily prayers Shaolin monks on their hands running down the thousand stairs The fate of Lee Khan now's in King Yu's hands With the fearless Aida roaming over the land Yeah the little bitch soldier is older and wiser He wants a world of peace because he doesn't want to fight Yo, Got the venom mob laying down the law Bruce Lee delivered kicks guaranteed to great jars Fight for the cars then pause here the applause Not again back kicks will defeat the outlaws Very good but all don't hit back Yeah the death jewels here David D is coming back The Tai Chi master Jelly's even faster The child a little drink Because he is the drunken master Once upon a time in China Rosamund Kwan is real fine But see Maggie show your spine Or Golden Swallow has arrived Shang Chi movies Will the hero we survive We've got the brave archer Make his way to the top Of the mountain gonna fight May as well pick the spot Yeah the sky goes black Cause the vampire's back We've got Lam Ching Ying To kill them all to so stand back He plays the black magic On the soul of the sword and our sword will travel until his body's on floors Yeah, Wing Chun Shaolin and Mantis style Yeah, defeat the enemy and watch him run for miles Blood will spill now on the mountain tops When we bring back the soul of the legendary pops Walk into the tea house, ready for some action Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting ha. This time it's war We smash the place up with a dragon claws We walk into the tea house, ready for some action Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting ha. This time it's war, we smash the place up with a dragon claw. See it's a game of death yo, you're facing the big boss It's once upon a time in China counting the TikTok The Shogun assassin slashing blood just drip drop The head kick, neck drop, balance the bone stop Wanna kill Bill, better get the assassins He's got her just in yellow but she is in the dragon But in the tea rooms, that's where it'll happen She got the bodies on the floor when the blood It'll splatter against the walls, no fear at all To kill them all, there's always blood spilled When you head into a war, fearless Unleash the fist of legend that the car gently I'm Bolo Young, yo, I'll always be a beast You rumble in the Bronx, yo, I'm rumble in the streets And it's simple, see the facts are these It's only ever gonna be one Bruce Lee Welcome to the tea house, ready for some action Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting ha. This time it's war, we smash the place so with a dragon claws We're walking to the tea house, ready for some action Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting